welcome to the podcast. Coming to you from the Midwest Coast. I'm inside that miraculous establishment, the Midwest Healing Center, Lake of the Ozarks, podcast, Studio B. This is the New Old School Podcast. I'm your host, Don Allen. Tell somebody about this podcast. It's all free. You know, you can download any of these free apps to any mobile device, Podbean, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, iTunes Store, Spotify. They're all free. Why it's freer than an indictment to arrest the former President Trump. Do these people not remember this guy that they're messing with? The guy that said, you come at me, I'll come at you ten times harder. Do you know he means that? If you're coming after Trump, you better have a squeaky clean past. This Manhattan DA bringing these charges, it's over. The cookie that he stole back in 1983, about to come back and haunt you. Trump will find it. Oh, foolish people, this is going to open up a can of worms for both sides, as we know this is totally political. No way around it. We know it's to stop him from running again. Well, I don't know, we maybe could be focused on what? I don't know, uh... Maybe border security? Uh, crashing stock market recession? Oh, wait, what was that little place? East... East Palace... Palestine? Uh, you remember that? No. Hunter Biden? Not ringing a bell? Get the apps, they're free. Won't come back to haunt you either. All right, how is everybody doing today? Thank you for joining me. We are in a series titled Doorways to Deception, and uh, you want to talk about deception, this ridiculousness that is going on in the United States. Well, what we're talking about today is not ridiculous. This is the third podcast in our series, and I'm, I'm breaking these down. We could have ran them together and made a little bit of a longer podcast, but I didn't want to feel the pressure to run by it too quick. Uh, but man, I hate deception and you know why? Because you don't know when you're in it. That's that, isn't that the crazy thing? When you're deceived, you don't know it. That's the whole deal. So, uh, I say it's best to just not get that far. Don't get into deception. So we're looking into the deceptions of the enemy. That one called the father of lies, Satan, the devil, that old serpent, how it is that he is able to, at times to cause the people of God to do the exact opposite of what the word of God says or to receive into their lives the effects of this fallen world. I'm talking about sickness, diseases, pains, poverty, backsliding. And I say he's able to do it, not because he has the power all alone. No, see, that's what we're looking into. How does this happen? Well, because he has to first deceive you. You have to believe that the lie is the truth. And so he's banking on our ignorance of the word of God. Because the word of God is that truth, but when you don't know truth, well, then how could you ever, how could you, one, take, take the lie that's being sold to them and hold it against what? You have no standard in which to place the lie against. So, well, then it becomes very easy to rely on personal experiences, doctrines, theological discussions of man's reasonings. And so to you, the lie is the truth, thus opening yourself up to these doorways that then allow the effects of the curse to come into your life. But it all starts with a lie. The devil is going to present you with one thing, and you can either just take that and say, well, you know, that's just the way it is, I guess. Or 
you can say, wait a minute, wait a minute, that, that is not what my Bible says. But that's the key, isn't it? When you don't know what the Bible says. My people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. That is what the Bible says. So we've been looking into a few things in the past couple of episodes, really just taking our time. And uh, wow, what a shocker last time that as we began to look into Ephesians at our armor that we have, we saw uh, that Barna Group survey stated that 75% of the people claiming to be Christians do not believe the devil is a real person or entity or a real being. 75%. They believe he was made up to keep people in line or a symbol of man's ability to sin and do evil or just a story. You talk about deception. Because if he isn't real, then the Bible is false. It's called into question. Then all those issues in our lives become what? Well, it's just karma. Uh, It's just the universe kind of shaking it out. It's me, it's you, or worse. Well, it's all God. And that's exactly what people believe. For the past 25 years, that's mostly what I've heard when dealing with people who are sick, loved ones that are sick, and, the, and, and they, believers, it's always, why is God doing this? Why is God allowing this? Why didn't God do this? Why didn't God do that? Why did God take them? Why is God allowing this? This is a test from God. Wait, 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 wait a minute. What about the one who comes to steal and to kill and to destroy? We don't want to place any blame on him, maybe? Millions of believers will not address the real enemy. We have one, and they will spend their entire life blaming God for the things that the devil is doing and never look to address the real issues because churches refuse to admit that the devil is someone. You are deceived. The devil works really hard to keep you from seeing that he's a real enemy in your life, so you're always going to be focused on everything else. Ephesians 6 and verse 12 addresses this in some way. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. He wants you to be convinced that you do wrestle against flesh and blood. That'll keep you tied up long enough for him to destroy your life. But we're on to him. We're on to him in this podcast. That's why we're looking into these doorways to deception because we're going to recognize them by holding them to the truth of God's word. That's going to expose them so that we can slam these doors shut right in Satan's face. So last week, we began to look at some of these doorways. And again, I I just really am shocked that 75% of those who claim to be Christians do not believe the devil is real. So if Satan somehow fails to convince you that he is not real, okay, he always has a plan B, and that will then quickly change over to the deception that, you know what, yeah, I'm real and all that, but you know what, you just can't win. Once you acknowledge that Satan does exist and that he, not other people or life issues, is your true adversary, he will then try to push you into the other side of the ditch by telling you, you know, trying to get you to believe that, well, yes, he's real. And yes, you can't do anything to stop me. You're helpless against Satan's attacks. 
He's going to try to convince you that you have no power against him to bring death and destruction into your life. But we know that to be a lie. So remember, we're in Ephesians 6. Last time we're looking at our armor. And look what verse 11 told us. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. So the first thing we had to recognize is this. The armor doesn't do it. It allows you to do it. You are able to stand against all. All of the wiles, all of the trickery and deception of the devil. It is possible to stand against all of the enemy's attacks coming at you. Well then, who is it that the devil's able to get to then? Well, we get us a clue here in 1 Peter 5 and verse 8. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. I love this because it says seeking whom, meaning it isn't everybody. Could you become one that is undevourable? See, it says this roar that he has is for the purpose of identifying whom he may devour. What do we mean? Well, Satan will roar at you through sickness. He's roaring through disease, pain, brokenheartedness, financial issues, uh, through your family, drugs, bad thoughts. He roars to see if you're going to run or not. Why does he come as a roaring lion? Well, friends, it's for the same reasons real lions do this. He wants to paralyze you with fear. You become easy prey. Fear produces paralysis or panic. Once he stops you cold in your tracks, what do you think he's going to do? So, so that's what we're talking about. One will stop you, right, cold in your tracks. The other is going to cause you to make rash decisions based off of fear. But either way, if you succumb to fear, you're now allowing the devil to begin the devouring process, right? Because they'll tell you, well, you can't just freeze, but you also don't run. I'm really disturbed by the number of believers I see that are held in the grips of fear. I really think it is the number one issue at the root in the body of Christ today. It is fear. It's deadly. It holds way more power than most realize. You think about this. From our earliest childhood memories, the devil begins to program us with fear. He'll introduce fear through relationships, through being abandoned or abused and scorned and yelled at or hit or mentally abused. Fear then affects our attitudes towards material possessions. You think about how most people handle money. Way too often, fear is going to affect the way we invest it, the way we spend it the way we sow it into churches and ministries and other people's lives. It affects the way we treat people who have money and those that don't have money. And poverty is a real stronghold in the body of Christ today, or at least a poverty mentality. Fear is a deadly, deadly force. Why is it so lethal? Well, because on a spiritual level, it is a perversion of faith. This is, to me, I say it this way, it's devil faith. Without fear, it is impossible to please him. You catch what I'm saying? The devil. It's having faith in the negative circumstance rather than faith in the amazing promises of God. So many have way more faith in the devil's ability to harm them in some way than in God's promises to protect them always. So we have to identify it. We have to conquer it. But as we know, not all fear will just announce itself, right, by producing anxiety or a pounding pulse in my chest. Sometimes fear is stealthy. It's like our stealth bombers. 
Sometimes fear is going to fly under the radar because fear is more than an emotion. It is a spirit, right? That's what the High Witch at the Four Corners told me. If you, if you have not done so, order my book, Seven Days with a Witch. Here's a shameless plug. Seven Days with a Witch. True story of my encounter with the High Witch of the Four Corners. The information that she shared with me once I got her set free from that bondage. Paperbacks are at twoguysinthebible.com, $9.99 plus shipping. Ebook on Amazon, Kindle, Barnes & Noble, Nook, $4.99. But that's what she told me. It's not an emotion. It is a spirit. And a really big one that most other things are attached to. We need to be able to identify fear in our lives. And it's easy at the surface because we can look for One of two things, panic, which can also appear as rage or paralysis, or uh, the other of those things is an easy uh, identification that fear is coming to your lives. One one or the other of those. It's a very uh, way to identify. We can look for one of two things, panic or rage, or, you know, panic, it appears as rage, uh, or paralysis. So if you look at panic, It is by far the most visible and blatant manifestation of the force of fear. Panic produces an irrational and sometimes irresistible desire to just run away from it. Run away from it. Other times, it expresses itself in a form of rage. That's how it usually worked in my life, as rage. And when it sets in, we lash out at somebody who isn't a part of the problem at all. We know these by fight or flight responses. That's what they call it. These two are the most easily identified reactions. But let me say this. I I don't think they're the most dangerous. I really believe the most damage from from what I've seen through the years, the effects of fear causing paralysis. It is so subtle. I've watched this force of fear freeze people into staying in destructive situations. It's what we call the deer in the headlights effect. A deer crossing the highway is going to see the lights of an oncoming car and simply what? Freeze. Run, you moron. Get out of the way. Nope. They freeze. They just stand there looking at the car coming at them. And as you can imagine, the outcome is never very pretty. This type of paralysis is often fear's most damaging effect because it's really achieving the devil's goal of keeping you from doing anything. See, he doesn't mind you knowing about healing. He doesn't mind you knowing about miracles, freedom from oppression. He doesn't mind you knowing about forgiveness. None of that. He just doesn't want you to walk in the light of any of it. He doesn't want you to dare step out into any of those truths. It's okay to know them as long as you're not actively doing any of them. And that's most of the body of Christ, not actually walking in the truth that they know. Why? Because of fear. So it comes in so sneaky and it's neutralizing your God-given power to change your life by trapping you into indecision. It's so sneaky, indecision. Let me just give you a couple of real life examples. I just need you to identify this today. It's not gonna be a long podcast, but I I need you to really identify, am I one that has these these things in my life? Am Am I a rage person that, that, you know, lashes out? Do I have this anxiety, this underlying anxiety? Or am I just frozen into not, I, well, I don't know. Do I do, well, do I do, I don't know. And do, I'm just, I don't know. I'm not going to do it, you know. Let me, let me give you a real life example and having, ma- uh, and having um, talked to, ministered to 
like this particular person who wanted to stop smoking, this particular woman I knew, um, she wanted to, knew she should, but of course just could not. We're talking about quitting smoking. Well, why? Well, because of the addictive chemicals. No, let's look at the root. So as I talked with her, right, because she's addicted, right? That's, you know, nicotine, nicotine. Uh, As I talked with her, she revealed that she just knew, I know I'm going to gain a bunch of weight. So every time she would begin to quit, fear came in immediately and began to whisper, you're going to get fat. No one's going to like you. Your husband's not going to like you. He's probably going to find somebody else who isn't so fat. So what? Indecision. She did nothing. Now th- Think about this. How twisted this is in your mind. That she's willing to risk heart disease cancer, wrinkles, lung issues, COPD, all kinds of other health issues attached to smoking cigarettes, so what? You won't be fat. A subtle secret fear produced paralysis in this woman's life. Or how about this, men? I had a man that came to me that had been praying for a new job, a better paying job, He had been very faithful and working at his current job for well over 10 years, but he had reached the max out on how far that he could go with that particular organization. So he felt very dissatisfied. He's not challenged anymore. He found it really hard to be motivated knowing that this is it. This is as high as I'm ever going to go. It doesn't matter how much better I get. This is it. I mean, and that makes sense. And so he was struggling financially on top of that because, again, he's topped out. The economy keeps going, but he's topped out. So uh, along the way, he had heard enough about faith, and so he's going to step out, and he's believing for a new job. And not long at all, he was presented with an opportunity of a new job, just like he was believing for. Great pay, uh, lots of room to, to continue to move up. I mean, just an amazing job. But instead of being happy and excited that his faith worked, he came to see me, and he's kind of upset and filled with anxiety. Well what if I take this job and it doesn't work out? Then what? There's not even any guarantee I'm going to like this job any better. I might end up worse off than I am now. So guess what he did? Nothing. He did nothing. He stayed at his current job because he was paralyzed by fear. And guess what? He's broke. He's angry. He's dissatisfied. His home life is a wreck now. He's mad all the time. He squandered the opportunity that his faith produced. Why? Because of fear. The Bible says, fear not. 365 times. Isn't that something? What a, what a weird coincidence. 365 times, fear not. Huh. So, uh, what should we do when that old toothless lion roars at us? Follow the advice found in 1 Peter 5, 7. Casting all of your care upon him for he cares for you. Cast it. Toss it to him. Listen, the devil will always continue to roar. Always. He's always going to be there to try to get you to freeze, to run, or to do nothing at all. Don't be surprised by that. He's always going to be there roaring. Now, it's you identifying it. Knowing if he had the power to do something to you, well, he would have already done it. So, 
Now, listen, it's him trying to get you to do the dirty work against yourselves because he can't do it as a roaring lion. He's not one. He's just a big mouth with no teeth. So what are you going to do? What are you going to do? You must. You have to. You need to place every situation into the hands of God by believing and confessing his word over it by faith. And listen, you're, you're going to have faith one way or another because faith comes by hearing. What are you hearing? The roar or the word? Why don't you answer back? Why don't you roar back at the devil? And in doing so, what are you going to do? Well, now you're going to see that you've now put your faith and your trust in God's ability to guide you, to deliver you, to free you, and just as it indicates, to take really, really good care of you. So come on, Motley Crew had it right. Shout at the devil. Come on, try it. I didn't say it was going to be easy. But that's what faith in him is all about. It's laying aside my knowledge, my thinking, my understanding, and saying, look, God, maybe I know too much. I need to know what you know about this issue. Don't, for, don't, don't fall for the lie that you can't do anything about it. What a lie. You are dressed to be able to stand against all the wiles of the devil. Spiritual armor, that's the key. Put it on today and listen. Even if fear is present, do it scared. Come on, do it. Go to the Lord even if you're nervous, anxious, feel, feel full of fear. That's the time to go. Go to God, find your answer in the Word of God and toss it back in the devil's face, roaring at him. This is what the Word of God says. Thank you for joining me today on the New Old School Podcast. I am your host, Don Allen. Listen, if you'd like to sponsor this podcast financially, come on, consider it. I'd love to mention your support in the podcast. We are growing like wildfire. We begin to really advertise the podcast on our nationwide television program that airs to 37 million homes every week. We've been really growing now that we've been doing that on the television program. Expanding every single day. We're about to add some more podcast providers to our current five that we have now. But help me advertise your Christian business, church, or ministry by your monthly tax-deductible support of this podcast. Contact me, 573-216-1871. Let's partner together as we go forth and attempt the ridiculous and achieve the miraculous.